0: hey
1: i'm aeon and i'm the lioness and you're listening to box number 512 podcast
0: grown black trans woman talk changing your world one conversation at a time
1: the show begins now Welcome to another installment of Box Number 512 Podcast, Grown Black Trans Women Talk. I am Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. So let's start with updates. Today, I am over it. I have not (laughs) felt like cooking in the past couple of days. I am like, I i'm tired i don't know if it's because of work i don't know if it's because of the news cycle and i had i had a relaxing weekend this weekend but today this thing i'm just over it well what's the weather like it was it was like a little over overcast at first it was sunny i was gonna go do my little workout thing but girl i didn't even feel like leaving the house girl i guess i guess it's me just um Still trying to process the Supreme Court information Mm. and like feeling all of the emotions at once, trying to be strong, but also realizing that we still have a long fight ahead of us and that this lady is a danger, is really a danger to the court and a, a danger to all of our lives.
0: Just to interject for a moment and give our viewers some clarity um in this conversation we're about to have we understand that our 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 fan bases are maybe diverse politically or whatever but we really don't care we want to we have a very strong point of view and both of us have our political viewpoints we do have respect for the processes that that are required to elect a supreme court justice but we have our critiques and this analysis is a place where we will speak our politics. And if that offends you,
1: you may want to pause and resume later. No, we can we can circle back to this conversation. I wanted to circle circle back to this conversation. Oh, we you don't want to have it now? No, no, no. So you can do your do your updates and then we can just circle back and have the conversation. Because this is going to come up.
0: Yeah. So my week was very, very interesting and relaxing at the same time. And so when I say that, I mean it was interesting in that I feel like in the world there's so much going on and there's so much that I should be concerned about. I, I'm glad that I have already um, overcome the voting thing. That was a big anxiety thing of mine because I was worried about COVID exposure and all of that. But this week has been pretty, pretty relaxing. And um, one of the things about being in the house is while I have been more creative than I've ever been, I find myself wondering, what more can I do? What more can I do? And that started to create anxiety. Like just feeling a sense of guilt about the fact that the world is slowing down. And then um, listening to the news um, in the car, you know, we have the satellite radio and I was listening to one of the news people and they were saying something along the lines of like, that the beds in the country are going up and in states like Washington and states like, you know, they they're at their record highs. And it just was a very, very stress inducing conversation. And it just it seems like I, you know, I'm I'm here, I'm relaxed and I'm comfortable, but there's so many people. Then there were also conversations about the job losses. And so together, both of them, it just made me feel real like um it made me feel real weird because i feel comfortable and i feel relaxed but there's this underlying anxiety and it makes me feel like i should be doing more like what more can i do how how can i participate what can i do to help am i doing enough am i saying enough you know like it's just a lot going on and so I know there's a lot of people that are starting to have that fatigue, particularly with all of the election talk. And and in the election talk, you have people pointing out all the flaws of the president. You have people pointing out all of the flaws of the Democratic Party, and that's the party we're trying to support. You have people pointing out all of the issues going on in the world right now, and that's great. But I know for those of us that want to feel engaged, it can be sensory overload. And I just found myself this week kind of having this like torn between two things, this anxiety about like, what can I do? How can I be more productive? What should I be doing? And then also realizing that things are okay and I should be okay in this moment because I am being creative. I am producing in a way that I haven't before. But and I mean, maybe I should just sit back and focus on those things. But I'm just torn between those two thoughts. So, yeah, that's my week
1: yeah this i'm ready for this election cycle to be over so we can i I just feel like we're in limbo right now and we're just we're everybody the whole country is just waiting with bated breath trying to figure out where the chips are going to fall, what's going to happen. And there's so much uncertainty right now. So I am, I'm just ready for this election to be over. Mm, me too. Me too, girl. Yeah, not necessarily trying to rush the coronavirus in that situation because that's going to be what it's going to be. But I'm ready for the the compoundedness of this election to just be over so we can just go back to focusing on corona for sure so before we get into our topics we here at box number 512 are starting a new segment or we want to start a new segment in future episodes the suggestion box where you are listeners can write into the podcast and you can ask us questions or just give us commentary of what you thought about the previous episode and what you liked about the episode. So we're going to hopefully start that next week. So if you would like to write into us at box number 512, please send us your emails to box number 512 podcast at gmail.com. And if and, you send your letters, and you might might get them read on the next week's episode. Go ahead, sir. So. Just
0: to give, and just to give you guys a little idea and we want we want if you have are in a situation where you have you're dating and you are wondering what's going on and you're concerned and you are or about a situation in a relationship and you're unsure send us a letter if you're in a place where you're interested in trans women and you've been engaging and you want to know how to be a better partner or a better to be a better partner or in partnership with community This write us a letter. If you have a concern about issues in the community or you want us to talk more about political or social issues, or if there's a legal issue that you're not sure about and you'd like for us to do a deeper dive, this is where you send it in. So y'all definitely participate in this suggestion box because we really, really want for this to be an engaging platform. And we also want you guys to feel like you are heard more than anything.
1: Yeah, so don't forget to send those emails to box number 512 at podcast.com. It's spelled B-O-X-N-O-512-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing your suggestions in the suggestion box.
0: Yes, yes. And just to clarify, it's box number 512 podcast at gmail.com.
1: So let's get into our topics today. All right. What, what, what do you want to start with, sis? Do you want to start with the Supreme Court or do you want to start with the other stuff? Let's double,
0: let's, let's, let's tenderize them with something else before we get into the Supreme Court stuff because that's the doom and gloom, bitch. Okay. <laughs> so ooh, let's start with. So, yes, this is what it is, girl. We'll start with a little bit of intrigue. Tell us about the
1: grinder murder, so there was a story that um came out. This looks like it was about a week ago, but I, I, I just I just saw it a couple of years ago where a seventeen year old Texas teenager has been charged with murder after alleged, allegedly luring men for grinder hookups and then shooting them. And this happened specifically in Waco, Texas, um, mm-hmm. back in August, actually. I don't know if they're just reporting it. But they're saying that with, the police believe that when the men, the grown men, arrived, the teenager shot them shot them the police force said that during the investigation of all three shootings that happened then so apparently there was three three robberies and shootings detectives learned that the three shootings had at least one thing in common the 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 child met the victims through a social media dating app called grinder he communicated with the victims made plans to meet up with them and after meeting up with them he shot all th- oh, so it seems like he, were, he was meeting all three of them at the same time. This is interesting.
0: Wait, so then that is a plot twist. So uh, he, this was like a,
1: a group meeting. That's the impression that I'm giving because it is it, giving they were all shot at the same time. Bitch. Uh, oh, he
0: tried to pull a heist.
1: Yes, Waco police officer said that although. Uh, the child was previously arrested for the first of the shootings that occur on that night. Investigators were not able to definitively connect um, him to the murder, and so now—oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but not like at the situation, just at the audacity of some human being.
1: Oh no, 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 no! It wasn't at the same time. He, he, uh, he, um, he met them successively after. I was about to say, girl, man. Now now community, we have to make better decisions.
0: <laughs> when you <laughs> I right. was like, now I feel like this was a I feel like this might have been a raw sex party in the making. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have and to. And we make were
0: supposed it. and I don't know what kind of cruising website y'all thought this was gonna be, girl, but like I'm gonna need y'all to do better. But no, I'm glad it wasn't that. Because I was finna read like, wait, community, hold on.
1: No, but I wanted to bring. That sounds like there's some culpability there. <laughs> right, but no, but I wanted to bring the story into the room because Grindr is an app that is not only just in the the community for the gay men, but it's a lot. It's trans women on Grinder, trans yes. men, trans amorous slash trans attracted folks on Grinder, and I just wanted to put that out here that. And as somebody myself who's on Grinder and is a very discerning on there, um, you just have to be careful. You just have to be careful because everybody everybody doesn't have the same intentions as you. So you just have to you just have to be careful and you have to be discerning of the people that you are connecting and you're allowing into your home or you're going to meet them and just try to be as safe as you can especially with the holidays coming up you just have, you just have to be super 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 careful because on these apps there are predators on there that that think that especially when it comes to trans women there's the stereotype that we, we shake our purses and we have money. Mm-hmm. And particularly if you are a trans woman like myself, where you have your own stuff, you live alone and you live by yourself. Some of these men that don't come from shit or don't have shit, they, in their mind, they just think you're rolling at all this money. Therein lies the possibility of you getting set up to be robbed or to have your stuff magically walk out of your apartment.
0: Right, right, and let's let's not let's not ignore that there are a percentage of our murders that have a robbery motivation. Right. So let's let's be clear that some of these men are coming to our houses and we know them already, and they came over for a date, and saw, and and then they began to see, okay, they're, they're so you have to be careful, like even on these sites, who you pick up.
1: Right. You just have yeah, and that whole it's a, and there are a lot of DL men on these sites. And I I know me personally, I commonly come across men that they don't want to show their face or they're on the DL, whatever. But my, my, my thing is the situation has to be evenly yoked, even if it's on a grinder situation. If I have clear, visible pictures on my page, you should be coming to the table with the same thing. I shouldn't have to be pulling teeth to get a clear, well-lit picture of you and i know for me if you're playing that game girl it's an instant shot because totally. it's just like you clearly you see my pictures, so that's how you were interested and you're now responding to me so the fact that you won't give me that in return um it makes me question is this somebody that i could safe be safe with even just for the encounter so I'm I'm just always looking at um, things like, or the guys, they'll it's a feature where they can send you like a time picture where after like 10 seconds, the picture will like erase itself. Me, I don't like stuff like that. I know I'm not every person. That bothers you even if it's that? Huh? I said that bothers you even if it's that? <laughs> yeah, because if, cause my thing is this, even with hooking up, if you're that ashamed or if you're that scared in my opinion, you shouldn't be doing it because to me, that's that type of energy that could lead to you like turning on me or flipping on me or doing something crazy. Not to say that that happens all of the time, but at the so end like, of the
0: day, like, what if it's th- what if it's that they're in a hookup situation? And you know how like okay, so like, do you really want to have every that, like do you make it to where every trade that you've had from a dating website has access to your pictures permanently?
1: Well, I have my pictures on my pro. So when you go on my profile, you see my picture. Like you see, you can see my visible pictures, and it's me. Oh, okay. So my thing is, it's unbalanced if you can see my stuff and it's not on the time, but you feel you can just slip through the back, the, the the cracks in the baseboard, and just give me the bare minimum, and then it just disappears like that. Okay, now I get where you're coming from. Right and it's just and there are some instances where the the person has like no pictures on their profiles but if you come through and you're giving me like a flood of pictures and they're clear and they're not like I don't have a problem with that but don't come to me on no mysterious stuff thinking that you're going to come over to see me and I don't know what you look like. I'm not I'm not a teenager anymore. I'm a 31-year-old, soon to be 32-year-old grown woman that lives by myself. And even though I like to have my fun, for me, safe, my safety is is paramount. Mm-hmm. So I'm just very, and then let's not even get, and my other thing is looking at the picture of this boy, he looks really young. And I know my personal rule is I don't know children are, no, no, I don't, I don't like anything young looking or young. I just, and I know that's like the little dirty secret in like the LGBT community, how, um, I'm not going to say underage, but how just like cishet people, sometimes people in the community and some trans women are included tend to date younger and my only, my only qualm that I'll say about that is if you're going, if you're purposely going to choose to mess with, like, let's say a 20-year-old, you just have to be mindful. You just have to be mindful. Personally, I don't like messing with, one, I don't like messing with somebody that doesn't make enough money where they, they could, they couldn't pay my bills. That's one. And at 20, 21 years old, you're not doing that. But besides that, when you're that young, I remember being that young. You're unpredictable. You're unpredictable. You do, you have no sense of um, appreciating the consequences of your actions. And in my opinion, I feel like twenty late, like nineteen. To me, that's still a child. And I'm very much of the mindset of let cho- let young adults, children be children. And you know, I'm I'm very much thirty and over club. I feel you now that I feel you on that. There is a
0: certain amount of mental maturity that is required for you to be able to, I feel like, sustain a relationship that's equally yoked. Like, it's not so much that young people, because, you know, I know there's probably young younger guys on here that would say, or younger girls on here that would say, oh, well, I've dated older or, oh, I date younger and it's fine. And, it, and in a lot of cases it is. I mean, and let's be real, the age gap matters more or matters less the older you get. So 30 and 37 don't matter as much right? as, you see what I'm saying, as 30 and and somebody that is damn near and right out of their twenties, like right. It, you gotta remember that it's important that, that there's, a, there's a there's a there's a developmental step that has to happen, and your prefrontal cortex doesn't really, for males in particular, doesn't really solidify until they're twenty five. So then you have this 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 guy in your life, and it's not that he's doing he's bad, but he's still figuring life out. He's at a developmental stage that, if you are in your thirties and you're still at a 25 year old developmental stage, then that says something there. But you usually you're dealing with somebody that's going through things you've already been through and learning hard lessons that you already experienced. So you have to be very careful and this isn't being ageist. It's just being clear that you have to be careful and that works both ways. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I feel like a lot of young people that date older, older people, older, older guys, and this may step on the toes of some of my friends, but you're dating these men and the power dynamic will never really be even because they're going to always lord over you at a certain point, your lack of experience, and you do need to experience things. Right,
1: and that that age, you just don't have that type of life experience to compare. Exactly, and it's
0: not So it's like you discover, that's the age where you finally have discovered a lot of shit about the world in theory, but now you haven't practiced it. You've learned just enough to get the theory of how the world is. You realize shit is fucked up. Usually when you're in your 20s, you're very over your family and how you were raised. You know, you go to, if if you are in college, that's when you began to get more politicized and start embracing your individualized identity because in high school, we were all communal we were all worried about being fitting in well usually in their 20s that's when you're trying to be an individual and in my opinion when someone's in that much transition and growth and self discovery you just got to be real careful about making sure that they can handle a relationship
1: but i bring up the age thing in this particular instance because particularly when you look at the trans women that have been murdered, there are a lot of cases where trans murder have been murdered by really, really young men. Yeah. And there are parallels. And even with some of the gay men, I can remember stories from back then where you have these Black gay men that get robbed and murdered, you know, on a a date session. Like, so, you know, this is like the common unspoken... Thing that happens in all of our communities,
0: mm. and
1: I'm not against dating younger, but I would have to be older, and the younger person would have to be like, uh, you know, 25 and up. But like, but like, purposely going after somebody in their 20s for me—that's a no-no. That's a, that's, and I don't care how much you've been exposed, the Laverne Cox or Janet Mock. It's just. I just need you to experience life, live your life, and then once you mature and I mature, then we can meet somewhere. But um, these new websites, while they're great, sometimes it puts you um, in company with people that you would have never come across overall. Otherwise, now
0: that's true. Now, that is this downside, because the barrier, because it was at one point, if somebody wanted to meet us, they had to be strategic in how they reached us. As you, you at some point might have had to go, go to where trans women are and go to the club, even if it was just to the parking lot. Right. Like at some point, you had to go out of your way to find the areas that we were. Now, any random crazy person somebody that may have just been this is something they just saw on the internet and they just want to see almost like on a dare tease like you never know these days what people's motives is for hitting you up on these sites and because like you said because now they're transamorous and trans friendly I can see the girls like getting this false sense of comfort not realizing mm-hmm. Bitch, this could be anybody
1: no no Yeah, you you got you got to be we have to you have to especially the girls that are single our, our safety should come first, and somebody that you're interacting with, especially if it's like a hookup situation, if they're not prioritizing your safety in any way and doing anything to make you feel comfortable about the possible interaction, there is nothing wrong with pressing that black button and walking away. I hear you. And, and, we, and it's all, it, it, has, it has to be about self-worth and self-preservation at this point. Mm-hmm. like you can't come in my house now now I work from home and I got work equipment at home I can't explain to my job that oh my um laptop and my home computer is gone because the piece that I had over stole my stuff no man, they they're not trying to hear that That's
0: a no ma'am that's a <laughs> they're
1: not <laughs> trying to hear that <laughs>
0: Yeah, Tr- trust me, girl. They're not. <laughs> Ask me how I know, girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like no, like you need, especially if you're hooking up. You just you need to. If you get any inkling or if the vibe is not right, that that's my personal motto. If I'm interacting with you and I just get an off vibe or something don't feel right, I just engage i feel you on that i just think it's okay
0: to have a hair trigger it's about it's your safety on the line yeah like go with your gut don't let these niggas talk you into no shit you was nervous about like no your gut says no it's no
1: especially if they're coming over late at night girl because i'm not gonna act like you know i don't like a late night booby call it needs to be as safe as it possibly can be and if you're trying to come over Given a mask warrior and all of that, it's gonna be a chop for me. Not
0: a mask warrior, bitch.
1: Yeah, girl, you the delusion come over in the No, like you can't. Like, no, we need everything needs to be up on it. And my, my golden rule is: if you're that, if you feel this uncomfortable about showing your face to somebody that you're going to share your body with, then brother, you don't you don't need to do this. I feel you. You don't need to do this. You need to sit down, pray on it, get counseling, find somebody else that also has a blank profile so you can waste their time. But you not but you're not coming over you're not coming over here making me feel uncomfortable in my own home. You know
0: what's the key is the trade that probably has an account that the account account that's a that's just a photograph of him as a girl and one as a garbage mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like he's living two whole different lives on these computers. Oh you know it
1: happens <laughs> no but i I just wanted to bring this story and you know. And this is not just for Grinder. This is for all of us girls. I'm a single girl on the tenders and the, the bumbles and the 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 all all of that. Just to be just to be safe and, and value yourself. Exactly. And you can wait till the next and I don't know. I wanted to do a conversation on like especially for the, the girls that are on these apps. Um, you know, there's this big debate on whether you should put your tea on your profile because you get uh, more responses. And you know, I, I've I've tried it both ways. For me, I'm just an advocate for putting my tea on my profile. It, but it's a way you put. It's not even a way you put your tea on your profile. If you put it on there in a respectful way, the men are going to feel some type of way about it and not interact with you. But for me, I for me personally, I don't believe in the I want you to get to know me for who for who i am first especially in that type of arena because if a piece is not going to like it he's just not going to like it but that's a whole nother conversation
0: exactly and and let's keep it real like it's not like because i have a i have a good friend uh, or ex-friend i should say that um um that would that escalated quickly bitch i went from good to ex but you get what i'm saying (laughs) yes I have a I have someone that I know that always struggled with the telling of the T, because she t- dealt with this feeling of oh I'm so real, mm. and so because I'm real I'm just gonna I can convince people that I'm not that there's I can have a look that it that doesn't that people mm. don't suspect I'm trans. So because right. they don't suspect I'm trans, let me play into that and really set and really just be out here. Now this is what's crazy. Even though she knew how much she hated having to go and talk to this man for all this time and then having him have him feel betrayed and you looking silly and him not speaking to you again and it breaking her heart, even though she'd been in that cycle over and over and over again, she still had a problem just putting it on her page. Now I'm sure I'm, you know, I believe I hopefully since then she has evolved, but that was just an example of somebody that I've known in my life that literally had this like crazy vicious dating cycle because they just refuse, like absolutely refuse to see like, it is important that people know who I am off the gate. That's That's not necessarily a safety issue. It's kind of an integrity issue too. No, but I can relate to that. You should be comfortable and proud in who you are enough to want people to know. And 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 I get that it can limit your encounters, but don't you? Inevitably, the people that are coming over have to know anyway, right?
1: Right, it's like you're delaying the inevitable. Right. That's ultimately, but I can relate to that because, especially in my younger transition, like not not only do you want to be. Is not really about safety because if you're on an app, you're <coughs> as safe as you can be. But it's about uh, it's I'm really about that, that internalized it's about that internalized transphobia and it's about being the de- being as desirable as you can be as a cis person. So I remember for me bitch it, it got it was so bad that I'm putting the most fish picture of me that does not read trans so I can like pass more so I could get more responses and it's like well I don't want to put the pictures that got my feet in it because my feet might look a little big or my hands might look a little big and I want to but I don't and and it, and it wasn't something where I just woke up one day and I was just like you know, I'm here, like, sometimes, bitch, you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and I did that for a long time, but now I'm at the point where I know my value, and I know I don't have time to waste, and to me, I'm just not invested in cisness, like, I'd rather more pieces reject me, so that when I find that one person that fucks with me, that That'll just be that is for me, it's not a numbers game. It's about connecting with um men that you know want to connect with me for all of who I am. And letting and letting the others uh fall away because I don't I don't wanna to me, I don't wanna be with somebody that doesn't like the fact that I'm trans. And also it's about me knowing that really with these dating websites a lot of these guys are transphobic in the sense that they're just trans averse. Like they don't want to even entertain the idea that you are a part of their dating pool. So they go overboard trying to get you blocked from and banned from the site and um, all of those things. But you still have the right to be there. Even if you are trans and out and trans, you still have the right to be in the the pool of cis women because if you You're attractive as a woman. You just attractive as a woman. To me, I just don't want to delay the inevitable. I'm at the point where I respect girls if they don't want to. They don't want to do it. But but ultimately, no matter how much he gets to know you, if at his core his default is cis a cis woman, and that does not include trans women, no matter. From my experience, no matter how sweet you are, no matter how accommodating you are, no matter how good you look, if his world is not set up to, to include trans women, then there's just nothing you can do to change that. And there's plenty of the same men from Grinder, the same pieces from Craigslist that be pepper up in the selection of men, of guys that are on these tenders and POS and all of that. So yeah, yeah, tell me I just I just don't I don't have time to waste anymore. So I feel comfortable saying it up front and whoever fucks with me, fucks with me, and whoever doesn't, doesn't. I hate you on that. So going to our next topic. So the the big news story of the day Ju- Judge Amy Cone- Coney Barrett was confirmed yesterday to the Supreme Court which we knew was going to happen, we didn't want it to happen, but this is our reality now. This this is the this is the consequence that we're in because One, because we live in a a country that's built on white supremacy and racism. And two, because people voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the many horrible consequences of him being elected and becoming president. And I, I don't know. I just feel many ways. Well, obviously... It's concerned because there are a lot of big cases coming up before the Supreme Court that now that she's the ninth member on the court, she will get to hear those cases, some of them as soon as next month, at right after the election. And we know which way she's gonna vote. And now the Supreme Court has a six three conservative majority. And she is forty eight years old and we know that the Supreme court is a lifetime appointment. So the decisions that she make that she makes will impact us for a generation of the kind. And just to name a few, not to get too deep into the, to the, the woods, but just to name a few, one of the cases that she's, uh, Going to be a part of is the case that will decide whether uh, the that will decide the election and the event. There is some big dispute. There is another case that will be um, deciding um, whether parts of Obamacare are unconstitutional. Uh, we have another case coming down the pipeline. Uh, this uh, specifically about the Fourth Amendment. What constitutes as excessive force, uh, okay. particularly, particularly the, ca- the facts about the, the, that case are um, a, really frightening only because a woman was trying to escape from police. She wasn't a suspect or anything, but was shot in the back by the police. And because she was able to drive and go to the hospital, they're trying to say that she wasn't seized under the the meaning of seizure under the Fourth Amendment. Therefore, she shouldn't be entitled to any money damages or any remedy under the law.
0: That's horrible. That is absolutely horrible. So they weren't even coming. Why did they do so? What was the they did? They don't have a reason for shooting her.
1: Well, you know, the police, the police are going to shoot if you're trying to run away. That, that's just what they do. And um, there's another case of okay. police brutality of the man in Philly like you know the police don't need no reason to shoot but you know ha- specifically how um the 4th amendment works is um if if the police if the police um, um engage in an unlawful search or um a unlawful seizure then you can bring like a constitutional um a lawsuit and claim that your constitutional rights are violated, and then you can um, be paid money, uh, money damages. But what will happen if this case goes before the Supreme Court and um, they say that, oh, no, this doesn't constitute... Uh, excessive force because she got away the the way the seizure the uh, see, like the way that you have to be seized under the fourth amendment of the constitution you have to like the police have to physically touch you or like box you in and there's no reasonable way you can escape and like over the years um at least at the the circuit level seizures have also included if a bullet like hits you and makes contact with you because if a bullet hits you and make contact with you even if you got away like she did in her case ideally that's a seizure because the police has made like a like a restricting contact with you when a police is shooting a gun at you they're shooting to hit you to restrict your movement
0: right so that that can
1: constitute them holding you i get it right but the case the case went before the reason that this whole case is going up to the supreme court is because Trump judges say, oh no, this isn't a seizure. So Trump judges at the district level and Trump appointees at the the circuit level. Oh no, this doesn't constitute a seizure. So oh,
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I this will
1: fundamentally add a precedent that would change a lot of shit. Right. So basically if this Fourth Amendment case goes before the Supreme Court. This basically means the police can continue to keep shooting us, and now we already know we're not going to have any recourse criminally, but now we can't even bring a federal civil suit to at least be compensated
0: damn that's so devious how all of this hedges on this woman like so why people can kind of get apathetic sometimes and they forget all that's at stake like this woman being put in there now explain how her being in there is so detrimental because i know there are people that are saying okay we get all of these things are at stake but what 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 is what is specifically her role gonna do that's so stressful
1: well her role is that she now there's a conservative majority so she's kind of like the linchpin. So now when all of these cases are going to be heard, we already know how the court is going to vote. They're going to vote the conservative way. So that means that they're likely going to gut Obamacare, which provides health care to mi- millions of people. I And I, I talked on my Facebook about how I, because of Obamacare, I was able to be unemployed, go to law school, get Illinois Medicaid. And then when I got diagnosed with cancer in 2018, and I had to go through treatment, hospital stays, and medication, because I was able to have Medicaid, I didn't have to pay for anything. I didn't have to pay for anything. I didn't have to go into debt trying to save my life. I didn't die because. I was so overwhelmed by the price that I'm like, well, I'm not going to do treatment. I had ex- I had access to get the medical care I needed as a poor person, uh, as a person in poverty. And I, the whole Obamacare or the ACA and the litigation is, is too complex for me to even explain. But basically in a nutshell, they want to go back to the way things bef- were before, before before the Obamacare Act was passed. So that means million of pe- millions of people without health care coverage, all of our trans girls who've been getting the Medicaid titties and the Medicaid FSS and the Medicaid sex changes, like, that could potentially be, on, you know, up for grabs. And that stuff could be taken away. hmm Getting... To the trans men, the medi- the the um, top surgeries is covered by um, Medicaid. Like these, you know, these are the things. These are the 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 little sliver of privileges that we have that are that are that risk being taken away now that there is a conservative leading Supreme Court.
0: And the purpose of us sharing this, you guys, is because I think. We all are aware that there's there's work there's there's work that needs to be done, but unlike in the past, I think we I think we both, Brianna and I both feel it is important that going forward we make more informed decisions so that it doesn't get to the place where now we're right at an election for the next time and we're not sure of what, what the Democratic Party's done for you, whatever. Yes, the par- yes, parties have a responsibility to let you know what their platform is, but you also have a responsibility to be an informed, an informed citizen. And we wanted today to provide just to give you a little bit of context and information about it so that you can go forward and be further informed as a citizen about why the Supreme Court matters, why this Justice Barrett situation is going to be something that is going to have long, far-reaching impacts, and most importantly, why we need to be more engaged in the process of now, it matters what the House looks like, what the Senate looks like, what the Congress as a conglomerate looks like. Because what we do know is, is that as these cases are coming through, it a lot of these, a lot is based on, a lot of it is based on legislation and practices that our local, that our elected leaders, that we have a say besides president, that those other people on the ballot, that they're putting forward. So let's just let's just remember that this is a cycle and that we all have to engage in our own way. So definitely still get out the vote, get out the vote. But also we just want you to know that there are other parts to this political puzzle in the in the balance of our powers in government. There's a little more to it that I would love we want our readers to be more to be deeper into and to have a deeper analysis about.
1: Yeah, and uh, also I wanted to talk about this because also on the line is so clearly the Supreme Court. They want. There's been talks about them overturning marriage equality, but the thing is, once something is declared a a fundamental right, it's just it will be a fundamental right. But the the issue is the ways in which the Supreme Court will restrict. Access to this fundamental right, and typically, uh, with same-sex marriages, it won't be the marriage that will the, the court probably will invalidate. It'll it'll likely be something around like um, um, get same-sex couples being able to adopt kids or child. it'll, it'll be something in the arena of um, related to family. But not the actual marriage. I
0: completely so. understand because then it'll be well, yeah, they do have a fundamental right to be together, but they don't have a fundamental right to have children, or they don't have a fundamental right. right. It'll to, be it'll be something like that. Families or children. So even that could even affect not just same sex, same 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 um same sex couples, where you have the same both couples with different same genitalia. But think about even trans couples. Y'all don't have a right to have a kid.
1: That right. Happen. Even like how they're concerned that. Um, like Roe v. Wade can't be overturned, but with these subsequent cases, it can be like, like constructively invalidated by them um, pushing the pushing the date the pushing the date up to when you can get like an abortion. But I bring up the marriage equality conversation because. I remember when it passed. I remember when um, Obergefell became the law of the land. And I also remember how a lot of the white gays and lesbians, once they got their marriage equality, how they left a lot of the organizations, they divested their funding. And a lot of these, like, state equality organizations or organizations that were specifically formed um, to pass marriage equality, um, they crumbled and a lot of these couples faded off into the sunset, and the HIV girls, and the, the black trans girls, and the black LGBT girls, it was very much, well, y'all are on y'all own, y'all are cute.
0: It was very dry. Yes, it was.
1: Right. After, after they utilized, like, black civil rights they, they directly appropriated from Black civil rights to make their case for marriage equality and all of that. So I'm just, all I say that to say is I'm a, I'm a girl with the mind of an elephant, and I remember that. So now that marriage equality is under attack, um all I'm going to say is I'm going to serve those girls that left us high and dry and some of those um, white, gay, and lesbian girls who are now going around screaming gays for Trump. Um, when y'all come back, because they all come back, I'm just going to serve the girls the dish that was served to me in my community. And girl, see, yeah, and, I and, I and know,
0: she's girls not playing. This, out that how- one of those girls, she's not, she don't play the radio for that. For right. Sure.
1: I'm going, that that serve, I'm going to oh, serve. I'm going to serve the girls that will serve to me, and I'm going. I'm still going to continue to center um, black trans women, black trans folks, black um, positive folks. Uh, you know, the folks that were left behind after marriage equality was passed. And I remember standing, being at the rallies, and speaking at the rallies when it was passed, and. Um, they were like, oh, my God, we have this, and now there's nothing to fight for, and we can, we have our 40 acres and a mule, and it's like this thing.
0: So, you don't think that so, there's a path
1: to redemption? I'm just going to say, be discerning, because the, the t- nobody saw this coming, and now the tides are turning, turning again, and people are going to tr- try to start running for safety, but d- be smart. Be smart. And... And give people what they deserve. Uh-huh. Can you hear give me? people what they deserve. And like I said, I'm going to serve what was served Brianna? to me. Because, like, we were literally, and that's really when I came into my, like, activism at that time. And we were literally left high and dry. And it was very much, y'all girls are good on your own. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I was saying. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if you could hear me. I was saying, um, do you you don't think that there's a path to redemption for members in community that because because I do see that after this Trump movement happens, I was okay. So what makes me have this question is I was listening today on NPR radio and they were talking about how. The, the we're we're a country that's the most divided that we've been as far, as social socially as far as opinions we're the most divided that we've been since the war times back in the civil war, and they're saying that people brother family members are permanently you know severing ties and people are breaking relationships because of the political views in this country right now like literally brother against brother T. and so my question is. After this is over, I see that this man so seeds of dissension and probably exposed and laid bare a lot of the under the surface level shit that's out there, right? But I do believe that we all, as a community, have a responsibility for it not to be so anti- and like because at a certain point i don't want this man and his tactics at trying to divide the country to win and so and there's a part of me that sits here and as i hear you know uh, uh, you know i hear our opinions and whatever but i wonder for the girls that that did stray away because they were ignorant and they may not have known better or for you know some of these lgbt folk that have fallen their face i wonder is it the best opportunity to when someone falls or when they need support from community, for the community to turn their back on them? Or is it a function of community, especially a beloved community where we've all experienced being misled or misused or mistreated or exploited or being a token? Like we've all experienced that. It's almost like there's a part of me that feels like there should be a path to redemption. For people in in community, because I have a different heart for 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 the girls and for the guys that are trans or the non-binary folks, I have a or the LGBT folks even. I have a bit more sympathy in my heart because I know that uh, some people think assimilation is a safety strategy. And mm-hmm. so, so I wonder: Do you think that there's a path for redemption in your heart at all for people that could
1: possibly have just been led astray and they're willing to come back? Um could there be a path for a red- redemption yeah but this time we don't we're not centering you up uh, that part we're okay. not centering you it's the edge it so you're either going to play your part or you you need to get out of our way we're not we're not centering you cuz clearly you know clearly your tie can 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 turn and things can get better or it can turn again or it get bad. But for the most marginalized among us, we are consistently trying to dig ourselves out of the situation. So we don't, again, we don't have the, 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 the privilege or the luxury to opt in or opt out when things get bad. So you can come, but you just need to stay in your lane and really, and really reckon, reckon with your decision. This is the thing. Nobody wants to sit in the consequences of their poor decisions. Now that's the truth. Nobody wants to sit in the consequences of their poor decisions and really have to uh, atone for what they did. Like y- you might have been led astray, but your poor decision like had consequences for other people around you. You you wanting to be an individual ne- because you got what you got because because you got what you were looking for that. That costs the community in the long run, mm. and this whole and this whole "I'm going for mines" thing—that's not working for us in this country. This whole not caring about how our decisions impact each other as a community—that's not working for us in this country. This whole "Well, I want to go out and have fun and not wear a mask and fuck COVID"—that's why the number—that's why we're experiencing our third wave. Like we gotta get out of this mindset of I'm going for mines and fuck everybody else. I so, feel you on that. So if you come with a different mindset, you need to come in knowing that you liberating me will ultimately get you what you want. If the mo- if the least the if the least marginalized, if the the most marginalized amongst us are lifted up, then we all get lifted up because if we get liberated, this is not a conversation that we have to keep circling back to every four years or every or every decade or every quarter century. But this whole individualism, or I want to be like the other people, we gotta get out of that. That that's not helping us. We have to start giving a damn about we have to start we really have to start looking through our biases and our blinders to really see how how the things that we do really impact the people around us i completely agree i completely agree so like i said i'm going yeah i'm gonna serve you but you serve me but if your heart is right you sometimes you have to you sometimes you just have to fall on the sword and eat crow
0: Yes. Now, sis, before we did the before we came on today, you mentioned some shit you saw in the shade room, girl. And what was the key, honey? I thought we were gonna talk about one of the things you saw in the shade room. Uh
1: let me go back. Let me go back to the shade room.
0: It was I think it was related to something about Malik and we were gonna just
1: mention that for a minute. We were you, you know I'm really I'm really trying to give Malika a break. I really feel like we um, <laughs> Okay, I, well, I thought, I thought that was a private key. I, you know I'm, try- oh, I'm trying Oh,
0: I misunderstood. Me. I thought that was the prep for the conversation. Shout out to Maliki, old
1: bud. Um, no,
0: shout out to you, boo, and it was going to be love
1: anyway. We weren't right, it wasn't the uh, Yeah, I was I was trying to um I was trying to give him a break. I was just kidding. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely don't want to bring that energy into the room shout out to the to the uh reboot of new york undercover yeah <laughs> it's successful i hope you all, all of your things i hope that it's successful i don't think i'm going to subscribe to nbc peacock because at this point it's just too many subscription sh- services but you know keep you keep your eye on the prize I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. But it was something else on, it was something else on The Shade Room. Let me pause. Mm -hmm. So now I remember what I wanted to talk about, Shonda Rhimes and the reason reason behind her decision to leave ABC and take a, a multi-million dollar lucrative deal at netflix so she she's told the story of why she left so apparently the breaking point turned out to be a family trip to disneyland that she wasn't even a part of. among her compensation package she had been given all-inclusive pet an all-inclusive pass to disneyland and a second pass for her nanny so she could bring rom rom's three children to the theme park one day rom's sister Rhymes's sister wanted to join Rhymes's nanny and the children on a trip to Disneyland. The passes were not interchangeable, so Rhymes had to call Disney to obtain a new pass for her sister, which she did after some purported gripes from Disney. But when the group got to the park, only one of the passes worked. When Rhymes called a Disney executive to sort out the matter, she was reportedly told, don't you have enough? according to the report rimes said she thanked him for his time hung up called her attorney and told him to figure out a way to get out of her abc contract so she could move to netflix or she'd find new representation and she eventually joined netflix in august of 2016 and that that is how you do that that is how you do that when somebody is playing in your face Knowing you are that girl, knowing that you bring value to the table but because you're the black woman.
0: Mm -hmm. And the idea that, first of all, the millions and millions and millions of dollars that I brought to this company because of, of the entire night of programming that is dedicated to fucking me. How dare you? I mean, millions in advertising that I brought to this company. You won't even... The idea that I even need tickets... I, no shade. Just like you could slide Beyoncé through at the gate. I don't understand why it was much money. I, I should be your Beyoncé for Disney. If I was Shonda Rhymes, that's how I would feel. I should be your Beyoncé. I,
1: be I should be able to walk to the they, gate they probably the with my family and we all just walk through. The shade is they probably would have did the same thing to Beyoncé. I doubt it. Because... And- because Beyonce is black, Beyonce still goes through like little racist things. So I could, I treat me like you would treat the white girl.
0: But I, I, but this is my my thought. There is my thought in mentioning Beyonce. Treat me like you would treat the white, the regular ass white girl who could say my daddy's an exec. But I just don't like the fact, the idea that because Shonda Rams probably isn't doesn't have a lot of face recognition, the person at the gate is probably like, oh, these past they work, so you got to step over here. And like, if she were a more well-known celebrity or had more of a, of a public presence, people probably would know who she was, was, was. Not saying that she doesn't, not saying that a lot of us don't know her, but she's not like uh, every every household name face. And I, and, I, and I was, and I'm just, I could just imagine the frustration in knowing that I'm supposed to be a big wig to these people, but at, at a fucking theme park, just a regular ass theme park, my family... It shouldn't even have to have been a a ticket situation. Like, I should be able to to go to the park and y'all call and there's a passcode, bitch, where I can walk in and have fun with my family after all that I've given y'all. Like, the idea that I have to go through, like, this comp ticket executive and call somebody is petty. I'm Shonda Rhimes. Here's my passcode. Here's my employee key badge. That should be enough.
1: You see what I'm saying? And the 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 fact that you're treating me like I, I don't bring value, like I'm not valuable, and then to tell me, don't we give you enough, excuse me? Excuse no, me? No. And as I've gotten older, especially when it comes to, like, customer service and stuff, I've really had to train myself to <coughs> demand me. what I want. Mm-hmm. And when I get the inkling that somebody is not willing to accommodate me In any way, I don't need to do business with you because you should you should be going above and beyond to make sure that I'm satisfied. Whether I am Shonda Rhimes or whether I'm just the the regular black girl that's trying to have a good time, like, don't like don't do me. Don't do me like you you can do without me. And now now you're gagging. Now your whole night of television is no more.
0: And even worse, and even worse, I would, and this is my ultimate, and this is, this, this is the, I have the most, utmost respect for um, Shonda Rhimes, because this is a Black woman that did what she had to do, but she could have kept that nugget. She wanted it to be a teachable moment so that Black people would know everywhere why we do the things we do sometimes. Like, cause I'm sure that there were people that were like, why would you take the risk to do this? Well, Oh, she just did it for a money play. No, 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 boo. What you could never do, and this was her speaking truth to power. What you could never do is look me in my face and treat me like I'm the help when I help- made you millions of dollars. And I think that's a wonderful example for all of us content providers out there. Don't compromise on yourself for any amount of damn money. Like these people felt like, she was maybe like, like she needed them. Like we have your content. And she's like, no, no, you got it twisted. You have my content. Like, it's not that I need you, you need me boo. And I'm gonna show you. And this unprecedented deal with Netflix is 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 just an example of how you show your enemies, how you show them really who you really the fuck are. So shout out to her because she didn't, she could have done this and then not went back and told the real truth. She could have just let it be a PR thing. You see what I'm saying? Right. But she stepped beyond the veil to give that nugget of truth that I think could be an inspiration to all of us as young and or any type of professional. You 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 stand for who you are. And if you're not, and when you leave the table when love is no longer being served.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna circle back to that Amy Cohen Bear conversation. No shade, after her being conform confirmed to the Supreme Court. Now, when I go into interviews, <coughs> excuse me, girl, I'm gonna have all the confidence in the world. Mm. I'm gonna have all the confidence in the world, and I say this because Amy Co- Amy Cohen Barrett, in addition to like the the constitutional and human rights violations that will come from her sitting on that court, like Mama has no business being on the Supreme Court, let alone on the the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. Like, no shade. And I was king with my girlfriends on the phone from law school. Like, me and my girlfriends combined have more work experience than Amy cohen Barrett has had. Like, just to break it down, she only has two years practicing. Like, two years of, like, actual law practice experience. She's never argued a case before an appellate court. She's never argued a, a a case at the Supreme Court level. She only became a judge in 2017. Do you know how long it usually takes somebody to become a federal judge? Like how long you have to practice? Like if we're going if we're going by the rules, how you have to, you, have, you usually have to put in about ten to fifteen years. Oh, wow. Of just straight practice. For you to even be considered a contender. So what what we're really watching is white privilege. We're We're watching white privilege and affirmative action for white women that are willing to uphold white supremacy. And, And now... when I go on my interview for whatever job I get, I really don't want to be grilled to hear nothing about experience. And I also think about uh, the company, this is bringing another (coughs) um, conversation in, and I shared a post last week. It was this company called Quibi, which is this app that did, like, direct content, so it's kind of like Netflix for your phone. Uh Over a billion dollars invested into that company that launched, like, a couple of months ago and now the company uh the company has gone under oh no and what was the? what did they say the cause was the, i don't know what the cause was like i can't think of it right now but i just think of all the times that they tell us especially as black people especially as black women that oh you need to go above and beyond and jump through all these hoops to prove that you are worth it, and we can't even raise a quarter of what they give like white people like just on the the strength. Mm -hmm. We can't, bitch, we can't even raise like $20,000, let alone like over $1 billion to launch a company that doesn't even last a year. And they just get to walk away from the company, no questions asked. I feel you, girl. And a better investment would have been in black women and black trans women. Because we constantly have to make something out of nothing every day. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. now going into interviews, I I know I I know my experience and what I do is valuable. Now I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna get it because white supremacy and racism is still an institution. But I'm saying, when I get to the interview, I don't want to, that imposter syndrome and all of that, no, ma'am. Yeah, you're looking
0: at it with a new level of confidence. Right. But what you see now is that the rules don't apply for everybody, so you won't
1: stress me. Right, or the rules only apply if you're Black. Yeah. Because for that lady to be in that position that she's in, it's like, sis, you're literally a pawn. You're okay with it you're upon and then it's like an insult to the like you literally have no idea like you know about the law in like a a theoretical like she was a professor way. correct right she was a professor like you know about it in an academic way but in a practical like mechanic, the mechanics of a trial or the mechanics of a courtroom you have no idea and the thing is In addition to hearing the Supreme Court cases, the Supreme Court also um, hears issues that are regarding like civil, um, issues regarding civil procedure and evidence. Like stuff that, you know, like the regular mundane stuff that you would need that that dearth of experience so that you could really talk about it in 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 an informed way. But you've only been sitting on the bench since 2017.
0: I was gonna say, so this is gonna be very interesting,
1: right? Watching and it's her, just like her learn, basically how to be a how to be a judge on the bench, right? Like, and black people, we don't, we never get that opportunity. So I I say all of this to say, like, I know there's going to be a backlash from this. Like, the Republicans just have to anticipate it, even though they've been playing a long game, and it's cute for them. To our trans listeners, I know that institutionally, we are underfunded when it comes to us running successful campaigns, and to be in politics, you need money, and that's just the hard truth, and we're underfunded, but if these people can get these positions, with little to no experience, with no with no story, with being mediocre, mm-hmm. you know, we have a right to be politicians, to be lawyers, to be judge, like to do all of the things that um we want to do to not only make our community, like our specific trans community, better, but to make our racial and ethnic ethnic communities that we are a part of better. I really want to see, especially in light of the her being confirmed in light of monica passing i really want to see um more trans folks encouraged to like really get involved in politics or being more visible um with with the work that they're doing like in a political level because we desperately need the representation Mm -hmm. so and um, I know the LGBT Victory Fund, that's an organization that, um, glooms, um, specifically, like, LGBT politicians, but, like, we need to be connected with these, these think tanks and organizations that, um, give us the political education and also get donors and funders behind us, because Ms. Fang, if they can, if they can get up here and basically, use affirmative action to get into positions that they don't deserve girl then it's time for us to claim our things and that's just how i feel about it and i agree i think that's i think that's a very healthy take on
0: things i think us being assertive and us centering our conversations that is the most important thing right now
1: right and we and we deserve we deserve to be there just like they deserve The, the only difference between them is that they you, they have white skin that they can use as currency and they they have access to institutional they either have access to wealth or they have access to systems where it's easy for them to um, get credit mm-hmm. so they can fund that stuff like that like but we always run twice as fast and twice as hard and we ha- and we have the passion so don't don't feel like don't i don't want anybody to feel like this is something that they can't do we need we need many judges we need many politicians we need many city aldermen or city council representatives like like girl it has to be us it has to it has to be us out there and i just want us to be if her mediocre her mediocre self can do it then (laughs) we're not even mediocre we are dynamic people, just just breathing breathe breath. Girl, we deserve to do it too.
0: And I agree with that a thousand percent. And I think, like you said, it's about us claiming it, not waiting for someone else to deem us to, to deem no. something.
1: No. Yeah, I a thousand percent agree. So, do we have any other topics, or have we done a show?
0: I think we've done a show, girl I'm a duck. We think we've done a show, and I so
1: feel like it went by really, really
0: fast yes well, well um it it felt fast for me too um well, you know where are we at time wise
1: well, you know, I can't see the time on, on where we're recording so but no i I feel like, I feel like we've done a show, I feel it's. It's ten now, so yeah, I feel like we've been talking for over an hour,
0: for sure, for sure. And okay. so, for those of you who are here, yes, and for those of you who have tuned in today and you are interested in our conversation, we here at Box Number Five Twelve, grown Black trans woman talk, seek to have conversations about a myriad of the different issues that we center our opinions as Black trans women and. You know, we're we're very grateful for your patronage and your support on all of our social media platforms. We have a a couple of big things coming up. Um, One of the things that I can announce tonight is, is that we will be having a trans remembrance episode, a trans remembrance candlelight vigil slash conversation about the state of trans lives in 2020. And we're gonna unpack the names and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the systems of oppression and some of the responsible players in our in our unfortunate early demises in a lot of cases and so um stay tuned for this trans remembrance conversation trans remembrance day is november 20th 2020 and um we will be going uh, having a conversation that day um for our listeners who really aren't able to go out and go to the the in-person vigils. We know that there are spikes of COVID going on in the world right now. So we just want to make sure that you go that we're connected and we're grounded and that we're honoring our fallen by speaking their name. For sure, for sure. Um did you have anything else on that you wanted to add, Brianna? Uh
1: no, just um j- um join us. We'll be we'll be going live as we're recording. So the episode that will come out that Thursday will be our live episode. So, just- so if
0: you if you if so the gift and the and the and the giving in community is we wanted to be present on that day But for our regular podcast listeners if you do in fact miss that day, like my sister Brianna just said on Anchor FM and all social media platforms including Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Music, our podcast will be available. So, and that'll be on Friday. Um, before we also go, I just want you guys to know, we appreciate all of your love and support on our social media platforms, but if you would like to support and contribute to a black trans business, go to anchor FM and click on our donate tab and become a subscriber. Um, we have some big plans for our subscribers coming up next season and we'll announce those upcoming exciting changes later. But for now, we thank you for tuning in to Box Number 512 Podcast, Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. I am The Lioness.
1: And I am Aon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Box Number 512 Podcast, Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Don't forget to go to our anchor page to become a monthly sponsor. And also feel free
0: to like, follow, and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms.
1: And also, please don't forget to rate and review our podcast, Every Comment Matters.
0: And lastly, please, please, please follow and tune in
1: for our live interactive Facebook show every Friday on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time, I'm the Lioness. And I'm Aeon. Bye.